0: From Lisbon in sunny Portugal, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Jonah Tree Bosser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People making this world a better place. Today we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. We are broadcasting from the cavernous House of Friendship in the Fiera Internacional de Lisboa. Join us for the next half hour as we talk with Rotarians from around the world about the great things that They are doing to serve humanity. It's my pleasure now to welcome to Radio Rotary, Scott King, a Rotarian from Appledorn in the Netherlands. Good morning, Scott, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, and thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, It's our pleasure. Now, we have a blue backpack here, uh, which uh, has on it
1: the words, Walking for Water. Uh, Scott, what is that all about? Walking for Water is a fundraiser for Rotary clubs to raise money for water projects, Uh, The Blue Backpack is uh, something we give to school children aged 10 to 14. And we have them uh, put uh, six liters of water in here. So that's four bottles. Uh, Sounds kind of heavy. It is heavy. That's the idea. Uh, the weight is, a, is approximately the minimum amount of water that a, a f- small family in Africa needs every day, and we have them walk six kilometers because that's the average distance that a child in Africa has to walk. To that's more. about four miles. About four point three, I think, okay. uh, miles. Yeah, and so it's we it's an it's a, a fundraiser where the children empathize with children in Africa, and they never forget it. And the Rotary Club organizes it, and raises a, we raise a lot of money this way for water projects. Now, you have on display
0: some of the uh, items that are purchased with this fundraising. I see uh, a, a hand pump and something which looks like it's uh, run by sunlight. Well, explain to me, uh,
1: describe for our audience what these are. Yeah, we, we believe that um, uh, the projects that we support should be uh, self-sustaining and should have a multiplier effect. So, uh, we uh, choose projects that utilize what's called uh, smart technologies. That's our low-cost, locally produced um, equipment. This... Uh, This pump here is called a rope pump. It's made by uh, local businesses that we train with our project to manufacture these on location in uh, Malawi, Tanzania, Mozambique, other other places.
0: Let me just describe it for our listening audience. It's got a hand crank to it, and the hand crank is attached to a big wheel, and the big wheel is attached to some uh, ropes. And that that rope uh, operates the pump.
1: Yep. There's a small... Uh, a, a small knob on e- uh, each uh, foot of the rope and it pulls up a column of water with it. Uh, it's a technique that was invented about a thousand years ago by Egyptians uh, and it's only recently become readily available in, uh, all across the world because of the availability of PVC piping. So uh,
0: the, the, sometimes the old ways are the best ways, and it's the it's got the advantage not only of simplicity but
1: doesn't need fuel. It needs no fuel. The people make it themselves. They can be they can repair it themselves. A lot of the problems with a lot of water projects in the past has been that we take Western technology and bring it down to Africa, and it works for a few years, and then it breaks and can't be replaced. This, When it breaks, the people can fix it themselves.
0: If the folks at home would like to learn more about your project, Scott King,
1: uh, I know you have a website. Could you give us the website? Sure. It's www.walkingforwater.eu or walkingforwater.us, both of them.
0: That's terrific. Rotarian Scott King of Appleton in the Netherlands, uh, thank you so much for everything you do to bring uh, clean water to the less fortunate, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, I'm really enjoying this convention. Me too. Thanks so much. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Well, I am surrounded by Rotarians festooned in an absolutely gorgeous green shirt with lots of pretty pictures on it of African scenes. One is Margaret Whitehead of Livingston, Zambia. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. And the other is Bob Selinger of Newport Irvine, California. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, sir.
2: So, what's with these shirts? Uh, what's the idea behind the shirts? The idea behind the shirts was to raise money to get ladies out of sexual work into be prostitution into a, a field of work that they could make a living. So you're you're teaching them to get into the needle trades and get off of the streets. That's correct. And we train them over a six-month period, and they learn to make all different kinds of clothes. And then we give them a treadle or an electric sewing machine. And Margaret, um, what is your involvement with this wonderful project?
3: Well, the project started about seven years ago when Bob organized or helped to organize a matching grant between Newport Irvine Club and Livingston Club. That set up the project, it trained 20 women and gave them sewing machines and then provided the initial fabric for making the rotary shirts. So then we started making rotary shirts, we employ some of our trainees to make the shirts. and We sell them at district conferences, Bob sells a fair number in the US but most we sell at the conventions because we can sell at a high price at conventions.
2: I won't tell the rest of the conventioners you said that. <laughs> we don't sell them much to Nigerians and people from the subcontinent. And uh, how many shirts have you sold, do you think, uh, in the past, Bob? Oh, at least $120,000 worth. That's fantastic.
0: Uh, Margaret, uh, if somebody wants to buy these shirts online, is there a website or they have to come to the convention?
3: Uh, they can communicate by email with me in Zambia or Bob in the U.S.
0: And could you give us the email?
3: Mine is mwhitehead, Z-A-M, at gmail.com.
2: And Z, by the way, folks at home, is Z.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, Bob, you want to give your email so people can buy a shirt? Mine is Bob Sellinger, S-E-L-I-N-G-E-R, 46, at gmail.com. That's obviously your age, right? Right. <laughs> Bob Bob Selinger uh,
0: uh, from uh, Newport, Irvine, California Rotary Club, and Margaret Whitehead of Livingston, Zambia. Thank you for what you're doing to keep women off the streets, and thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary.
3: Thank you very much.
0: And, Bob, do you have a size large for me? Yes, we do. We have your size. I'll buy one. Folks at home, I'm going to put the picture of me in this beautiful shirt on the website. Our guest now on Radio Rotary is Bruce Steele Gray, a Rotarian from Kenton-on-Sea in South Africa. And, Bruce, you've got uh, pictures of rhinoceros up in your booth here at the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. Why is that?
4: We, uh, we took this to our district last year in September. We had Dr. William Foles, who is the uh, wildlife vet, because they're killing now more than two rhino a day in South Africa. And at the district conference, there was a unanimous support to bring it to Lisbon to create awareness around the 34,000 clubs around the world so that people understand what's happening in the same vein as the Save the Whale campaign has been so successful. Well, why are people killing rhinoceros? Is it, is it for the meat? No, it's because of the horn, and the horn value now is worth more than gold and cocaine. Uh, they be- they believe it's uh, for medicinal purposes, although we know that that is not true at all. It's the same. It's keratin. It's the same as your nails or your hair. But under- sadly, there's an un- uh, a lack of understanding of that. So this is being done by poachers, I presume? It's done by poachers. Um, and it's now reached sort of military proportions. In I know in India, in uh, Kaziranga, which is the big game reserve there, they only have 3,000 Indian, uh, Indian rhinos, which is the one horned rhino left. And in our part of the world, South Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Zimbabwe, uh, it's a major problem.
0: Now this slaughter of rhinoceroses uh, for their horns, is this going to put them on the endangered species list? Are we, uh, are we in danger of never seeing a rhinoceros again?
4: We have just reached the tipping point where there are now more rhinos being killed than are being born. So we are now on the way to extinction. In Mozambique, for example, there is not, not a single rhino left. If Rotarians and other listeners uh,
0: at home back in New York want to know more about this, is there a website or other
4: places they can get information? Absolutely, I can. If they go to uh, to our website which is www.rotarykenton.co.za forward slash save our dash htm they will find all the information on that website. And I will tell the folks at home that Z means Z. Z means Z. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, Bruce
0: Gray of the Kenton Sea South African Rotary Club thank you for what you're doing to save an important
4: species and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Well, thank you very much. We have lots of support from your country and many of you visit our country so we really rely on on you to spread the word. So thank you. My pleasure. And we'll be back with more of our coverage of
0: the 2013 Rotary International Convention from Lisbon, Portugal, after these important messages.
5: This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved, because these legs never grew weak, because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over two billion children against polio. Now we're on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion.
0: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org.
6: ninety five hundred, or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com.
0: Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Treibwasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, where over 25,000 Rotarians from 164 different countries are meeting to share ideas on how to make the world a better place. We're delighted to say good morning here on Radio Rotary to Rotarian Norman Proctor of the Saltram, Plympton, England Rotary Club. Good morning, Mr. Good Norman. Good morning to you. So you're involved with something called the Rotary Jaipur Limb Project. Now, Jaipur, I believe, is in India.
7: That is right. Jaipur is India. The reason for the name is that the foot was invented way back in the 1970s, um, which was just made of wood, and uh, that the beauty of it was flexible toes. Subsequently, that became a full limb, and uh, I'm sure we can talk for some time on that. Uh, well, we're we're talking about
0: a, an artificial leg, yes. a, a a artificial leg, a prosthesis.
7: That's right. It's an artificial leg. It takes about four hours to make. It's purely from a a plastic tube, put round plaster of Paris, and it meets the seven requirements of good design. It's cheap, local labour, local materials, fits, has long life, easily repairable, and uh, replaceable.
0: Well, you have a sign here at your uh, booth at the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon that just 30 pounds, which is about $50 American, buys the leg and a new life for someone. Uh, I assume that prosthetic devices, either in England where you live or in uh, America where I live, run into the hundreds or thousands of dollars.
7: Yes, a Roehampton leg made in England or the sort of thing that Paralympic athletes use can set back uh, something in the order of $20,000. Uh, we produce this leg in the last. Maui, uh, in Delhi and uh, now in Haiti um, as a result of in the 34 centres that we've opened and trained people all of the people who fit them are people who have had a limb made by us, it takes about 4 hours to make, costs something in the region of 45 to $50 uh, but of course they pay nothing uh, that gets out and there are 12 of us as trustees 3 of whom are orthopaedic surgeons and uh, it works across the poor parts of the world. And this is a
0: fully functional, artificial limb uh, that you're able to put on uh, uh, in somebody's hands for under $50, where otherwise it would cost tens of thousands. That's just plain amazing.
7: Well, it is, and very often the people don't realize just what can be done for such a small sum of money. The leg itself will last for about seven years, uh, if you wear a sandal. If you don't, the foot wears out in about three, but it's quickly replaceable, uh, Uh, and they don't pay. A young child, of course, will need three legs a year as he grows. So we have 34 centres across Africa, India, Asia, uh, plus, of course, operating what we call limb camps, uh, where these are publicised in the locality, and some 2,000 people will normally attend a limb camp, uh, which is funded usually by a group of rotary clubs, either in the, the Caribbean Partnership who've worked marvels to, give us uh, the hospital in uh, Pignon Haiti uh, and Rotary Clubs in Great Britain and Ireland uh, who very much support us and um, fortunately our funds manage uh, about five limb camps and maintaining 34 centres Performing these opera. The, op- operat- the, the leg takes about four hours to make, and I can actually show you if you want to come and look a video of a little boy who'd be- spent his life on a skateboard, had his leg fitted at 12 o'clock, and 4 o'clock he's climbing a tree.
0: That's absolutely amazing. Uh, Norman, if there's uh, people at home who want to uh, learn more about the Jaipur Limb Project,
7: do you have a website? Yes, we do at www.jaipurlimb.co.uk, and um, obviously. Obviously we are contactable through rotary contacts in, our, in Great Britain and Ireland. Rotarian Norman
0: Proctor of the Saltram, Plimpton, England Rotary Club. Thank you so much for everything you do for amputees in uh, distressed areas and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much
7: indeed for me. a pleasure to meet you. My pleasure, thank you. thank you.
0: We're delighted to welcome to Radio Rotary this morning the President of Rotary International for 2013-2014, Ron Burton. Good morning President Ron. Good morning, how are you? Just terrific. Now, uh, here we are in Lisbon, Portugal, surrounded by 20,000 of our best friends, 20,000 fellow Rotarians from 164 countries. This must be uh, uh, quite an experience for you, uh, coming in to lead 1.2 million Rotarians.
8: i tell you what, I think uh, every one of them know who I am. I uh, thought about having a name tag that said Bill Smith to see if they would recognize me then. But uh, it is very exciting, and, you know, it's very humbling experience to be here as the president-elect, and uh, people know who you are, and they're wishing you well and uh, we're just having a ball.
0: Uh. President Ron,
8: um,
0: we have many people who listen to Radio Rotary who are not Rotarians, so for their benefit,
8: explain what Rotary is all about. Well, Rotary is a a way of life, in my opinion. It is an opportunity for you to not only enhance the lives of people around the world and improve your own community, but also improve the world community, but uh, as our theme says, if you get serious about Rotary, if you engage Rotary, you will change lives. It's an inevitable event, and what's going to happen in that? entire experiences, and this is even more inevitable, is your life's going to change the most. It's an exciting opportunity to really blend in and help the human race.
0: Now, of course, in addition to the theme that you've picked for the year, which is Engage Rotary, Change Lives, we have another mantra, shall we say, of service above self. And, you know, Rotary's first in line when it comes to natural disasters, and coming as you do from Norman, Oklahoma, you've seen firsthand what's happened to your neighbors and family uh, in Norman with the uh, tragic uh, aftermath of a horrendous tornado. What's Rotary done in your hometown of Norman, Oklahoma?
8: Well, we have, uh, unfortunately, we have great experience with tornadoes in uh, Oklahoma. Three have hit Moore, Oklahoma, since 1999. Moore is in uh, our district about six and a half miles from my home, this last tornado struck. And we started a, a joint foundation with the other Oklahoma district to, uh, we actually started it to raise awareness of the foundation, but when uh, the disaster struck, uh, Rotarians uh, from around the world wanted to help. And uh, we accept funds to put it in, back into that community We've been working very closely with ShelterBox, who've been very good to help us. We've been working with other uh, entities, the Red Cross. It just happens that the people that run the Red Cross in Norman, which is just down the road, as I mentioned, uh, are in our Rotary club. So we, we have the connections through Rotary, the the affiliations with the movers and shakers in the community to really turn it out. But the, I guess the most gratifying thing that happened to me after the tornado hit this time was uh, the emails and the pledge of support that i received and i even went to a 80th birthday party for one of my colleagues up in canada and they gave me a thousand dollar international money order to help the people of more oklahoma
0: well, that's what Rotary is all about with one big, happy family. Uh, Ron Burton, uh, president of Rotary International for 2013, 2014. When you and I see each other again in Australia at next year's convention, what do you hope to have accomplished in your year as president of the two point, I'm sorry, 1.2 million uh, rotarians around the world?
8: Well, Joni, you said it right, the two-point-something-or-other. That's what I would really like to accomplish. Uh, you know, there's several things I want to do that uh, really kind of blend in and, and fit right in with Rotary's strategic plan. I want to raise the numbers of members that we have and give make sure that people have an opportunity to contribute back to their communities and and do wonderful things in the world and we don't do a good enough job of sharing what rotary is and what rotary does with the people in our own communities and that's where it starts every rotarian should bring in at least just one member we need to raise awareness of our foundation i know that uh, chairman dk Lee, uh, chairman elect dk Lee, has established a goal of 120 million dollars for next year i think we can do that i don't think that's a stretch we need to just let rotarians know what's going on and we need to really do a lot about getting the word out again about what rotary does not only uh, you know we're doing wonderful things in polio eradication and we've got to finish that job but we can get a lot of publicity locally and regionally and let people know what rotary is and what rotary does It's, it's up to us to make it happen and at the end of the day is a safe in Oklahoma. We want to leave the wood pile just a little higher.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you talked about every Rotarian bringing a new member. I'm going to give the opportunity to speak to 30,000 people on the radio in the Hudson Valley of New York and convince them in the next 30 seconds why they should be Rotarians.
8: Well, I think they should be Rotarians because I think it makes you a better person. Uh, I think we all have innate uh, needs. I think the needs of the people around the world are the same, at least the people that I've met, and I've met a lot of people around the world. Um, it it make you a much better person you'll feel much better about yourself and you will certainly change the lives of the people that you impact Ron D
0: Burton of Norman Oklahoma Rotary president of Rotary International for 2013 2014 thank you for everything you do for Rotarians and for people around the world and thanks for joining us this morning on radio Rotary. thank you John. Well, we've had a delightful time at the Rotary International Convention here in Lisbon, Portugal, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed bringing this to you. This is Jonah Treboise, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Portugal.
3: (laughs)